Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days this year and the romantic spirit alive for a few more weeks this month. I am Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. Yay, we're all here. Finally. We made it another week. We made it another week. How were your weeks, y'all? Uh, good. I want to apologize to both of you for being late tonight. Uh, I was having I was having pancakes. <gasps> pancakes. I'm jealous. I don't like pancakes really that much, and I don't like them for dinner. But it was Shrove Tuesday, and we had a pancake and bingo event that I we had to go to. So I like pancakes and bingo. We did not win the bingo, but the bingo was so much fun. Bingo so much fun. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. It. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. Which reminds me I have to check mass times tomorrow morning. Thank you for that. When is Andrew. Easter this year? March thirty first. Is that later or early? I can never remember. Early. Super, super early. Super I, early. I hate it in March because it makes the countdown till oh. to June that much longer. So much longer. That's true. So Western Easter is March 31st and Eastern Pascha or East Eastern Christian Easter real is Easter, May, what you used is to May, call real Easter. Yeah, is May 5th. Holy crap. Are you serious? Is that yeah. late? That's that is late. So how do we end up with a real early and a real late? Because of the way we calculate the days of Easter. But the so I'm jealous of all my Orthodox friends who are getting their yeah. kids baskets and candy at like 99% off. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Easter, I'm putting this out there right now because we have a month and a half. We should figure out a time to record our bonus Easter episode. So we're not that scrambling the week before. Idea. So just putting that out there. Let's see if if the past has taught us anything spoiler alert it has not it has not <laughs> we prefer to not learn from the past and scramble every year even we even, all stupid like in spite in spite of <laughs> anthony's just best intentions and goading constant best goading. intention best intentions it's pretty much begging at this point listeners but it really can't is it. can't do it Tom and I are just the worst. We are the worst. I was going to say we were losers, but the worst is a lot better. <laughs> the best laid plans, air mice and men aft gone awry. Hey, 
Hey. Hi. Hi. I've had a really good week because <gasps> Marty got the cabinets up in the laundry room that we've been working on for quite some time. And now we're at the fun part, folks, where I get to buy new storage containers to pull everything out of my cabinets and get rid of all the old stuff and throw it back in there all organized. And I am living my best life. It's all I want to do is fill those cabinets back up. That's awesome. Anybody, do y'all like organizing? I love organizing. Does it make you feel I, like right with the world when you get organized it, in a space? It does. Yeah. So I've got I've got some uh, endorphin. I got an endorphin high from the container aisle at Walmart. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, it's been a good week. When are y'all doing anything fun? Except for pancake, aside from pancakes and bingo. Ellie's birthday party is this weekend. Oh my goodness. What's the theme this year? Christmas. Christmas. We got Santa and a reindeer to come. You're just winning. A real reindeer or like a guy in a creepy reindeer costume? That's awesome. It's too uh, bad that you didn't have it here because we had a big snowstorm today, Tom. You have had Santa and the reindeer and snow. We had I snow like yesterday. We had snow where we had snow on Sunday and Christina and I were both like, man, I wish her birthday were this weekend. Uh, oh, it's that would have been perfect. Do y'all remember that picture we have of Ellie as a baby feeding a baby reindeer? Yep. Mm -hmm. The animal cracker. It's that reindeer. We got Rosie to come back. The same reindeer? <laughs> they're oh both gosh. They're both like seven years later. Oh my goodness. That's super fun. I love it's going to be Christmas at Casa de Crow. It is. It's going to be so much fun. We're actually having it at Mother Road Market. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Because nobody wants a whole bunch of kids over at their house. I don't. I don't want a whole bunch of kids over at my house. I don't want I don't want 35 kids at my house either. 35? Wow. Like the whole class, I guess. Is that the policy? We invite all the girls. Holy crap. You have 35 girls in your class? That's on all three second. Well, it's they all do stuff. Oh, the together. whole grade. Okay. Yeah. So they they have like color groups and they all get matched up into different things and they're all, you know. Got it. So. Okay. Cool. No, her Super class fun. her class has 19 kids in it, I think. That's nice. And then we invited a few friends from church. That's a winner. You doing anything fun, Anthony? Besides seeing like all the new movies? No. 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 You're gonna let some old dude rub dirt on your face tomorrow. Yeah, that is true. Wait, what? Oh, for Ash Wednesday. That's true. <laughs> How do you know it's an old dude, Tom? Because he's Catholic. Old the priests are old. Uh, the priest in Midnight Mass is not old. I mean, he was, but he wasn't. He was a vampire. He was also... We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Did y'all see Gavin and Stacey's doing another Christmas special? Uh, no, but that makes my day. Yeah, I posted that in the Tis Podcast group today. Another Chris, they're doing another Christmas special. Oh, that's exciting. That makes me very happy. Disco's not happy. Why? Because they need because, to leave it alone? Because Stephen Beach, whom I love, so I'm half joking when I say this, Stephen, is a curmudgeon, like most British people. <laughs> and he wrote, I'm happy about it. We don't need it. Finishing it as they did was brilliant. You don't always need every question answered. Which is fair. I do get that. I do get that. Yeah. But, but I will always take another Christmas special with characters I love. Same. Even if we curse it later. 
our friend Matt Yarick said, yes, I breezed through the series after you guys covered it. So good. So glad we could introduce Matt Yarick to it. I love it. It was good despite Speaking... having James Corden. It was James Corden at his best. Was that pre him being problematic? Was pre Didn't we his... even talk about him being the worst while no. we did that episode? Or is he just recently the worst? I think he became the worst after that episode, right? Oh. I have no clue. But either way, James Corden's the worst, so. Speaking of British curmudgeons, have y'all watched the Apple Plus TV show? The Gary Slow Oldman Horses? one? Yeah. No, it's been on my list since you recommended it to us, but I have not gotten it yet. Well, they have a new season. They're up to like three or four. I think what they're up that? to three. Slow Horses? Mm. it's about it's a it's the slough horse house which is full of mi 15 six mi5 uh, whatever it is mi3 <laughs> mi agents whatever bond was i don't know mi agents that like have like really messed up somehow and so it's like they're in probation so to speak huh. so it's a bunch of them with problems and gary oldman is in charge of them all and they get per season so I think there's three seasons actually now they get into some spy danger and are actually quite good at their job, even though they're totally unorthodox. And Gary Oldman is just flat disgusting. He like farts for a good amount of it. And he's just sweaty looking and he's just filthy and he's always eating, but he is. Did Adam Sandler awesome. write it? He could have. <laughs> it's just like, it is the dirtiest you'll ever see Gary Oldman. It really is. And a part of me is like, is that like how much of this is actually what you look like now? Or like, is this what you enjoy? I don't know. But anyway, the show is really good and I have a lot of fun watching it. And like, I watched the whole third season last night because like what, what, six episodes or like 30 minutes a piece or something like that. Um, but it's paced really well and it's British and it makes me happy. And let like me it. just, let me just say, cause I mentioned, Hey, that is on my list. But I brought up Adam Sandler as a joke, but now I want to mention something about him for real. Have y'all seen his move? His the trailer for the Netflix movie that's coming out, Spaceman. No. No. Stop trying to sell me Adam Sandler as a serious actor. It's a serious movie. It's a space movie. It's like a philosophical thing. You have a friend's this really arachnid-looking spider alien played by Paul Dano. It looks. It's like a serious. Deal. Dude, that sounds really good. What's it called? Spaceman. Oh, oh, one word or two? Oh, one word. I mean, he wasn't purely serious in Spanglish, but he was awesome in Spanglish. He was awesome in Spanglish. As an astronaut sent to the edge of the solar system to collect mysterious ancient dust finds his earthly life falling to pieces, he turns to the only voice who can help him try to put it back together. It just so happens to belong to a creature from the beginning of time lurking in the shadows of his ship. I'm sorry, this cast. Can we for a second? Carrie Mulligan, Paul Dano, Canals in it as well. Isabella Rossellini, Lena Olin. And Adam Sandler. If, if he can't rise up to that, like. What's the problem? What's the problem? Hmm. I wonder. I'll watch the crap out of that movie right there. An intergalactic odyssey of love, ambition, and self-discovery. 
As listeners of our Patreon know, I we kind of have this spin-off show where I walk Julia through horror movies she'll never watch. I yes. think we need another spin-off show where Tom and Julia walk me through Adam Sandler movies I will never oh my watch. Gosh. And I have to guess the ridiculous plot points and jokes told along the along the way. I don't hate oh. this. I don't hate oh, this. Oh, Anthony. <laughs> I am so glad you brought this into my life. Thank you, Anthony. I apologize. You know what? I was going to say, I apologize for bringing it into your life, but anyone who watches an Adam Sandler movie with their own version brings whatever distaste is left in their mouth upon themselves. I just really want you to watch this and be like, it's really good. But even if it were it good, defies Anthony, logic. Anthony would not, <laughs> Anthony would not. I would admit it. I'm very fair. I mean, the director is excellent. He did the Chernobyl TV show. On HBO. The director it, is excellent. Yes. Yeah, like is. looking now. Breaking Bad. And it's based Walking on a Dead. book called The Spaceman of Bohemia, which did really well a few years back. Mm-hmm. So it has everything going for it, except its lead actor, in my humble opinion. <laughs> There's no humility behind that opinion. Ton of words for you, bro uh abbott elementary's back and that was fun <gasps> that was fun it was a really good episode. episode that was fun i loved i loved janine learning trying out cussing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love all the cat all of the teachers missing the old ava who didn't care about anything mm-hmm. and the way they get her back in her groove <laughs> by the time y'all listen to this ghosts will have been returned it returns tomorrow it returns this thursday do we have any predictions on who was the one sucked off yeah yes yeah obviously it's uh what's his name's boyfriend because he's oh, okay uh, that's what i think too because he's the only non-main main ghost and they're not right gonna get rid of the main cast i don't think this, so either that's what i think too unless unless they find a way to bring them back I mean, they technically can come back for it, but they've done that before. I've been watching and still really hooked on Louder Milk. I highly recommend Louder Milk. Ron Livingston's show. Where do I watch this at? Netflix. Netflix. I recommend it. He's Ron Livingston is a leads a sobriety meeting for addicts mm-hmm. and is just kind of the worst, but you love him. <laughs> I like characters like that. Yeah, you don't love him, but you do. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shows came back for its final season, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Marjorie Taylor Greene ripped it completely, which makes me so happy. She talked about, I watched this week's episode of Curb, and it was a glaring reminder of why most people in this country resent, why Georgia's resent Republicans in our state for inviting the nasty commies from California, the Hollywood elites into our state, and dishing out Hollywood tax credits. The comedy, Green said, paints all Trump supporters as redneck and racist and made fun of our good new law that stops the Stacey Abrams vote pandering machine and presents voter fraud. The episode that aired Sunday continued a plot line from the season premiere that found Larry David's character arrested for offering water to a voter who was standing in line for hours on a hot election day in Georgia. As part of the storyline, David's arrest becomes a cause celebre among liberals and the hollywood elite and marjorie taylor green is completely rip ripping him these these buzzwords elite commie blah 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 
anytime I hear words like that or somebody brings up, somebody talks about something being woke, I check out. I'm just done. Uh, especially <laughs> when you know the Neanderthal using words like this has no idea what any of them means. Mm. Hey, don't make fun of Neanderthals. Yeah, that's true. They have bigger brains than her. <laughs> and have nicer looking feet than her. Oh, I think I'd bring this I up. just learned I have a higher percentage of Neanderthal ancestry than like 70 some odd percent of the country. That does not surprise me. So I find that offense. I take offense to you making comparisons of my people and blaming. <laughs> it's still less than 2%, but. I don't, I don't see Neanderthal or Homo sapien or any of anything like that, Tom. I just see a person in front of me. <laughs> I don't see Neanderthal. I just <laughs> see the person. Oh. <laughs> I have all, I have all this stuff to watch and not enough time to watch it. I don't watch anything. I don't tend to watch anything. I barely watched this movie this week. Yeah. Well, this movie we're covering this week is Return to Hallmark Land. And I feel February, we're still in the doldrums of post-Christmas, too early in the year to get excited about, really excited about this upcoming Christmas. So perfect time to watch a Hallmark movie, I think. Especially because it's a month of love, you know, Valentine's Day and all that crap. The movie we're covering is 2015's 12 Gifts of Christmas. Quick plot synopsis, with just two weeks left until Christmas, a busy marketing executive hires a struggling artist turned personal shopper to help him buy gifts for his family, his friends, and his employees. This Tom and Christine. Y'all, I got problems with this movie. But Tom, history with this movie first. Have you seen this one before? Yeah, I saw it this week. Julia, history with this movie. Um, yeah, so this one was one of those where Marty and I looked at the cover and we're like, oh yeah, we've definitely seen that one. And then we were like, well, have I seen that one when it started? And then we're like, oh, we've def- we've seen this one. for, But have I thought this was the one with the... No, we've definitely seen this one. So yes, I had seen this one prior to today. It took me about half the movie to realize that it was not... I think what I was remembering was pieces of other movies that had a similar plot line as it goes with Hallmark. But yes, we had seen this one at some point start to finish in whatever Christmas season it was. And I watched it again today. I have seen this one before as well. A more recent Christmas season. And I stuck with me because she is one of the few Hallmark actresses who is not blonde besides Lacey Chabert and Danica McKellar is not even with Hallmark anymore. So stuck out to me. Uh, and that's pretty much the only thing that stuck out to me because otherwise it's a paint by number Hallmark plot, which we will get to. But speaking of painting, the poster sticks out because again, she's a brunette and not a blonde, but there are commercial paint cans on this poster. She's not a commercial painter. She paints No, art. she's not. So they don't care. Odd, odd choice to me. Odd choice to me. Whole different team did the shoot for the posters than actually had any context <laughs> with the film whatsoever. The Hallmark person is probably like, she's a painter, he's a marketing exec, make it happen. And they're like, painter, I can run he, with that. He doesn't even look like a marketing exec on the poster. They don't have him in a sports jacket or anything, which is where they don't have his little Bluetooth no. uh, in his ear or no anything. Tool. Which I even thought by 2015, that was on its way out. So that made me laugh, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Past real quick. Katrina Law plays Anna Parisi, our heroine 
what has Katrina Law been in? I believe she's in N- Yep, she's Jessica Knight on NCIS. Yep. I think it's pronounced Nikki. She's Nickus. been on Hawaii Five O. She's in the Arrow series. She's she Al is- Ghul in the Arrow series. She was Nissa Al Ghul. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was in other Hallmark movies. So she's been in stuff. We'll probably cover her again at some point. Yep. Our main actor, Aaron O'Connell, plays our main male lead, Mark Rehnquist. Aaron O'Connell, he has been in Heels, Made for Each Other, Love Accidentally. He's also been in other Hallmark Christmas movies. He's also been in Nickus, as Tom would call it. Ah. He's Hallmark Gronkowski to me. Every time I see him, all I see is Gronkowski. Both in appearance and in personality, which is not a bonus for this guy. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a fan. I don't think there's any. I've got I've got thoughts, y'all. There are only two other real main characters we need to talk about in this movie. That's the joy of this movie because it really is just the two of them for most of it. Yeah. Uh, Donna Mills plays Joyce Rehnquist, our lead's mother. Donna Mills, of course, she's, she's a not not landing. If anyone remembers that show at she all, she is soapy, soapy, soapy. Yeah. Yes, not landing. She's had a long career, lots of TV guest roles and movie guest roles. Don't have to go through all of them, but she's definitely the most well-known person in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then Melanie Nelson plays Marie Annas insufferable sister she was most she was very recently in the gabby petito story the tv movie uh she's been on other christmas stuff lots of other christmas stuff so i'm sure we will cover her again she oh we covered her before she was a gate attendant and good luck charlie it's christmas so okay that's our main cast did we cover that did we actually cover that person or I'm sure she came up. She, sure she, had, she had a zinger. Because every other line <laughs> in a Disney special nowadays is a zinger. But yeah, there we go. So let's dive into this plot. Um, first of all, this movie takes place in New York. And besides some sweeping overhead <laughs> shots of New York, this does not look like New York City at all on the ground level. I was going to say, they, what is it? They didn't. They didn't try at all compared to some other movies. And that took me right out of it. Right yeah. out of it. It was clearly Toronto or Cleveland or somewhere. But not New York. <laughs> but we meet Anna, our feisty, down on her luck, Hallmark girl. Uh, she's a struggling painter who is so sad she lives in her sister's basement. Despite the fact her basement is huge and has a stone fireplace and is amazing. And she probably doesn't spend any money on it. So don't complain, mm-hmm. lady. Yeah. But uh, she really wants to get out on her own and open her own art gallery. Uh, but no art gallery wants her because <laughs> she's not professional. She doesn't have anything to prove herself. She is, however, great at giving gift suggestions. The movie opens up with mm-hmm. her helping... Um, her sister Marie try to find a Christmas gift for her husband and saying, well, that's not personal. You don't know him. So do this instead. And Marie's like, oh, you should open a side business for some extra money, helping people pick out Christmas gifts. My bulb. So she, Ding. So she does. She even has cute little per- uh, business cards printed and everything. 
what is it the christmas gifter something like that yeah that'd but be so we much should fun by the way that would be fun that's an awesome gift idea yeah let's spend other people's money right wouldn't that be the perfect job it'd be so much fun <laughs> she falls completely in the hallmark category of creative but poor we've seen that a million times indeed we follow Anna in New York City to her favorite coffee shop slash bakery. Mm-hmm. And we get our meet cute of the movie because a Bluetooth wearing executive man who we don't know at the time is named Mark walks in and he's talking to somebody on his Bluetooth. Did I mention he has a Bluetooth? Because this comes up mm. the whole movie. He's constantly on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I forgot how annoying the Bluetooth people were until I watched this oh he's constantly on it and she overhears him talking on the phone about how he forgot his assistant's birthday and he needs a gift for her and she gives him unsolicited advice because he doesn't know what to order at the bakery he wants to get the assistant something for the bakery so she gives Mm -hmm. him unsolicited advice and say ask for the for the off menu special yeah she always has a few in the pack so he does and He's delighted by the off-menu special. Mm-hmm. But that's it. They part ways. And uh, we follow Mark for a bit. And it turns out he works at an ad agency. So he has to be very creative. He works at an ad agency. But... Well, I mean, and he has a degree in creative writing. So of course he's creative. <laughs> of course he's creative. Yet he's so incompetent at that. He doesn't even know what to get people in his life for Christmas. No creativity. He does not have a creative writing degree. He does not. No. He does not. He doesn't. He doesn't have a creative bone in his body. No, he doesn't. <laughs> the cupcakes, however, are a huge hit at the office. Um, so at this point, we realize Mark is our typical homework leading man. He's yeah. handsome, but clueless. Big city. Yep. <laughs> I was waiting for Tom to say, who else do we know from the big city that's handsome yet clueless? But I guess I'm not clueless, so you can't say it. <laughs> I'm from Houston. <laughs> that you are. That you are. And I'll leave it at that. Mark, it turns out, though, is days away from losing his major client, who is some tech manufacturer, Cerulean, um, because he keeps pitching. <laughs> the eye roll from Tom just now. <laughs> he, he keeps pitching crappy ad ideas that he's recycling from previous years. So he has like six days to come up with a new campaign for them. So. Because just before the end of the year, you're going to plan your entire campaign for the next Christmas. Like, you have to have it done before. (laughs) So, he literally takes out his calendar where he has Christmas shopping written on it and deletes Christmas shopping. Even though Christmas shopping takes, like, two hours. So glad. I'm so glad they (laughs) illustrated that for us watchers to fully contextualize his priorities. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude is in... Doing advertising for tech companies, you think you would have heard of Amazon and, you know, maybe do some online shopping at night in bed where she takes no time at all, but whatever. <laughs> you're thinking you, you're thinking that way too, way too hard for a movie like this. So Anna, we cut back to her and we see her painting Santa. Now, this is where we realize, Tom, what kind of artist is she? Not good. She does Christmas stuff. She, but she's, she's she's supposed she, to be more modern than that. She's she's a talented grandma artist. Like it's the type of stuff <laughs> your grandma or grandpa would paint in their spare to retire. She's like a Pino's palette artist. Way 
better than the artist that uh, Mark's she, mom used to paint their family portrait. She, she's she she's like George Bush in his post presidency years type artist. Did he paint? Um, he paints. He, uh, his painting was really intriguing. He it was, I didn't he, know he, that. He that's what he does in his post presidency. He has a book of paintings and everything. This well, the older or the younger? Younger. <laughs> George w. w. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy crap! He drew Putin. Yeah. Talk about talk about something that aged well when he first met Putin and said, "I looked into his eyes and saw a good man." But anyway, is this his self? <laughs> is this his self portrait that he painted? It it's so indeed. good. I love it. He's actually pretty good. Like, he well is. done, my dude. That's really good. Okay, sorry. He's yeah. way better than this girl. Did you see, <laughs> did you see the self portrait in the shower that he painted? No, stop it. There is not a self portrait in the shower. I am not googling that. No, you way. don't. You don't see anything at all. Like just Google. Are George you serious? Bush There's a self portrait. Self portrait. Yeah, he has a behind and a front shot, but you don't see anything. It's just from like the waist up. If you are pulling my chain, dude, <laughs> I'm gonna like. Not, oh I'm my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Oh, it's precious. <laughs> what if I'm in the bizarre bath? bathroom self-portraits? That's <laughs> not as good as the one that I was looking at. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, the front view is just look at look at his face. Oh man. Okay, uh, sorry. Listeners, Google it <laughs> and, remi <laughs> and remind yourself there was a time when everyone thought he was the worst president who would ever live. <laughs> way to reinvent yourself. So yeah, as much as Anna is a painter, she still needs a way to paint rent. So within a day, a day of maybe an afternoon of her sister Marie suggesting this Christmas shopping idea, she's researched how to become a personal shopper, has business cards printed up. And she goes to advertise at her favorite bakery, where Mark ends up going into, seeing the card, and not knowing it's hers, grabs it and calls her. Because he has been tasked by corporate that even though you have a huge client and have to do a whole new ad campaign in six days, we're also tasking you with getting the corporate gift this year. And you're waiting. You're I waiting can't until, catch a break. You're waiting until six days before Christmas to think about your corporate gift. Yeah, six but days before the, Christmas, the which means this show is the procrastination. Yeah, it's six days before Christmas, which means it's really like four or five days before the Christmas party where he needs to. Eat. True. We also find out around this time that Mark is not only a crappy employee, he's also a crappy son and brother because he doesn't call his mom back. He doesn't spend any time with his sister <laughs> or his nieces and nephews. So mom takes it upon herself to drive into the city to confront him. And she's like, hey. Sunny boy, I want you to come Remember home for me? Christmas this year. Your sister's going to be in. Everyone's going to be in. It'll be whole, so nice to have the whole family in town because it's been years. She's a drivable distance and he hasn't seen him in years. This guy. They haven't, they haven't seen him either. <laughs> They're probably she, better off for it. She told him she knows he's busy. <laughs> There's nothing believable about this character. Yeah, he does not pull this off. So Mark remains non-committal, first of all. Right. He doesn't agree, but he does call up the personal shopper. And this phone call scene 
is so dumb. Her, she is completely unprepared for anyone to call that number. It's like she printed it up for shits and giggles. Mm -hmm. But holy crap, somebody's actually calling. So she's very nervous on the phone. She's like, let me check my business busy schedule to see if I can meet you tomorrow. And they do. They meet at their sis her sister's restaurant. And they're all like... Of course. It's yeah. you? It's you? It's you? Cupcake girl? Blah, 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 guy. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's our, you know, whatever. He has 12 people to shop for and there's only a few days left to Christmas. Mm -hmm. I think he's, I think 13 days or 12 days. She because it averages out to like a gift a day or something yeah. ridiculous like that. And meanwhile, while they're talking, the sisters behind her, are like, he's cute. like mouthing, he's cute and everything like that. And this sister is insufferable. She knows she has her sister wrapped around her fingers and has a built in babysitter because her sister's a loser. Free babysitter. Uh, who's, right. who's, who's mooching off of her at home. Yeah. Yeah. So, at first, Mark is very much like, oh, I'm your first client. He's very wary about it. She's like, don't mm -hmm. worry, I'm very I'm very good at this. So the first gift she has to buy is for his friend, his old college buddy, mm -hmm. Graham. Uh, right. They spent college eating ramen and watching basketball. And watching basketball. And he wants to get him a smartwatch, which just came out. Which just came out. Because apparently, since graduating college, they keep trying to one-up each other with gifts. Like, Such uh, an odd yeah. bro relationship to me <laughs> it, it, uh, which yes. i might just be completely misunderstanding it as i am not a bro but this seemed weird to me yeah yeah so the smart <laughs> okay. watch yeah. is the smart watch is new so of course it's sold out but anna it's an idea and she <laughs> because he gave no limits on what to spend he just handed her Apparently. his credit card she bought courtside tickets to the next game and a gift certificate to the finest ramen noodle restaurant in town so they can enjoy time together and mark gets he's pissed. thrilled <laughs> he's thrilled about this courtside <laughs> tickets to a home game who knows how much he spent but he's naturally <laughs> pissed and fires her on the spot Although not not ticked about the cost, ticked that she didn't follow his instructions for what he wanted to give his friend. She's supposed to be a shopper and couldn't get him the first gift that he wanted. That's so dumb to begin with, because if he was so good at it, he could just order the crap himself online. Right. And he told her these were suggestions when he gave her the list. He did not say yeah. buy everything on here exactly as it started. Exactly. Right. And she's devastated, by the way. She's like, are you firing me? She can't get a gallery. She can't have a Christmas mm -hmm. shop. And she's still living in her sister's basement as a built-in babysitter. Loser. Yeah. Yeah. They're both losers in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a <the> real loser. <laughs> so as Graham is leaving for the day. He, he sets the card on his desk and leaves. Yeah. Which is just, he, with full intention to actually get the gift he was planning on giving. Like to not right. send it to his buddy. He, he sets a card with a bunch of mail and tells his messenger, his receptionist to essentially, you know, his yeah. personal assistant to deliver them all. So, uh, of course, that includes Graham's tickets. And Graham is thrilled. Noodles and hoops, man. That's literally yeah. what he says. Noodles and hoops, man. As yeah, he, and that's how you talk, Anthony. Big dumb animals, like, what are you talking about? Like, what? And he's like, the gift. It was so great. 
He literally goes to his apartment just to hug him and say thank you and then leaves. Doesn't get invited in, nothing. He just shows up it's at such the a door. Weird, it's such a weird relationship. At like nine o'clock at night, just to say thanks, man. Noodles and hoops. Awesome. Yeah, he didn't call. He showed up. He just ran up. Yeah. And left his like wife in the cab. Men don't do this. Women do this. I don't think men do this. They, he, he left his wife in the cab. <laughs> but this, Mark is like, Wow, he really likes it. So, of course, the next day, he calls to apologize and rehire Anna. Like, what an idiot. You guys bonded over basketball and you didn't think he was going to like courtside tickets, you freaking dummy. I don't love basketball. And I and would, I would still like about that. Exactly. Yeah, I would buy Jack Nicholson sunglasses and sit there all ruffled looking. And there you go. Looking. I would people watch the whole time. Well, and the idea that he bought a gift that meant something and had like, that had context to their friendship. Yeah. yeah, it was a stupid gift. But it wasn't a. a it wanted a smart. Gift. Wanted a smartwatch. <laughs> so the next morning, Mark calls to apologize and rehire Anna. Mm-hmm. They meet at the bakery again. He decides to meet her in person again, despite the t- cl- fact the clock is ticking on his cerulean campaign. Mm-hmm. And he asks her to help him with the corporate gift for everyone. But in order for her to know what every single person individually wants. She has to come to the Christmas party. Two things. A, dumb. That's when you get your corporate gift normally. B, corporate does not personalize crap like that at a big old company like that. They would just no. get the standard, like Dunder Mifflin put a shot glass or some stupid little Put thing. our logo on it. Yep, put the yes, company logo. And give me something with the logo on it. So this woman who can't afford to pay her sister, her own sister, probably much cheaper rent than anywhere she's going to get in New York City or anywhere, decides to have a fashion montage for an amazing dress uh, because she's going to this high end party. And she dresses like she's going to a funeral. I don't even remember what she wore. What does that mean? It's a black dress, but not even (laughs) like a nice black dress for a party. Not like a little black dress. Not not like like a a cocktail dress. dress. That's like yeah. lacy top. It's like a funeral old lady dress. Oh, I anyway. love Oh, I remember it. I actually like lacy. I don't tops, mind lacy, but... but this one looked like but very yeah, old this lady. This one did look very old lady. Yeah, they did her dirty with that one. They did. Come on, Hallmark. So Mark and Anna, they get like a little montage at the Christmas party of them winning over their employees and uh, getting to know every one of them. I don't know. Is it around now that we get a stupid joke? What did the gingerbread man put on his bed? A cookie sheet. Ha 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 ha. It's a stupid party. It looks boring. I would rather have been at Takatashi Plaza with Alan Rickman <laughs> holding the place up. And you know what? If I'm this guy, I'm about to fire her right now. Because she's like, you know what? I came up with a perfect gift idea that's going to work for everyone. You just invited me to this nice free party with food and drinks and hired me and paying me tons of money to come up with the perfect gift. And I came up with something you would never have thought of. Everyone gets gets an extra paid PTO and spend some time with family. And that's what I'm like. That's what I'm like. You're fired. (laughs) <laughs> why that's a great idea that's a great idea but you're telling me he told you oh, oh yeah that's uh you're telling and me he whole... couldn't think about that that's obviously what people like the entire company leadership was blown away by this great idea <laughs> yeah what paid what? time off i you instead of putting our logo on a blanket or something or a notebook you, <laughs> you're giving everyone a paid week off you're fired 
You're fired. This woman has no concept of money, clearly, because you spent too much time in the basement of your sister's place. I feel like a marketing firm can afford to take a week off between Christmas and New Year's. Agreed. But you also it depends on the firm and their values. And judging by this guy's values, I don't feel like that's the type of company. Yeah, they all were very surprised by the option. Uh, but Mark's boss loves it and approves the PTO. So I guess it sucks to be the clients who work there for that week. But hey, but everyone's pumped when the news is announced. But again, unrealistic because what companies spend 50 to 100 bucks most on their employees, each employee, plus a Christmas yeah, party. A week off. Yeah, absurd. But Mark is so thrilled with Anna, they decide to celebrate at her sister's restaurant. And he whips out a check at the table, give her, and it includes a little bonus. So she uses it to pay rent, which she's like a month late on. And she begins to shop her own apartment. But which, and I'm thinking maybe wait for a steady income because you're only getting paid around Christmas. That's that's a little quick. (laughs) You're a Christmas gifter. You're not an all year gifter. Slow your roll there, kid. And let me tell you something. The apartment she looks at, which the realtor says, oh, it's nothing fancy. It's New York City. You have new stainless steel appliances and a new paint job, and it's nothing fancy. And it's not a studio apartment. She even has wood paneling behind the TV. Give me a break. Nothing fancy. I think she even had, like, a fireplace, electric fireplace built to the wall. Give me a break. A, she won't be able to afford it. And B, nothing fancy. Anyway. So dumb. So dumb. Anthony ranting through this movie is way more entertaining than, mo- than the movie was. Y'all. It is so much more entertaining than the movie. <laughs> but, uh-oh. Not only is this little rundown shack not available to New Year's Day, uh, it's apparently affordable to everyone looking for an apartment in New York City, so she has to jump on it quickly. Unacceptable. So, Mark, yet again... Fails with his pitch to Cerulean um, because they want something timeless and personal and special. And at this point, like if this is the biggest client and everything, and he keeps failing, corporate, and he just spent a, he gave every employee at my company a paid time off, and he, he's costing me lots really of money now. On that. <laughs> he's costing me lots of money now. I'm either taking him off the account or firing this dude. Probably the <laughs> latter because he's a loser, just like the girl he hired to do all his shopping. But hey, Mark is bummed, so he decides to get a little sugar fix and goes to the bakery where he runs into her again. And the two of them, very troubling, eat their cupcakes with a fork and knife. Red flag, like a billion. (laughs) They're both psychopaths. (laughs) That's the only way I eat mine. (laughs) That does not surprise me. No, it's not. You do the hamburger method. I am offended, Anthony, that you would imply that I would use a that you would imply that you would believe you are shallow, pedantic, and pretentious. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but it's a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> Over these cupcakes, he tell Mark confesses he's having issues with his ad campaign. And this is where he learned he studied creative writing. So he's very supportive he of, was, of He was of gonna her. be the next John Updike. Jesus. Like you better get those words out of your filthy mouth. You were not. <laughs> <laughs> but because he had a creative pursuit, he fully is support. He was supportive of her trying to make a career, a creative living. But he also brings up at this dinner that he's been avoiding his family Christmases for years. 
And she's like, give me a Christmas gift and promise me that you're going to go back this year. Promise it. <laughs> so, so, so saccharine. And then he decides to be a little weirdly flirty. He's like, wait, aren't I your boss? Ha 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 ha. Oh, well. <laughs> we get like another montage at this point where they're Christmas shopping again together even though the whole point of handing her his credit card was so he didn't have to participate in any of this but well but that was she baited him she's like you're gonna come with me yeah and watch me spend your money that'd be so much harder they're falling yeah right (laughs) that'd be so much harder (laughs) they're falling in love here over shopping these people have nothing in common except they like sugar and they're going to be 400 pounds living in her sister's basement in another year but okay. And even this montage has a stupid gag where multiple times they go back to grab a cupcake off this lady's tray because the shopping department, this department store is giving out free cupcakes to everyone shopping there. Dumb. Dumb. So dumb. So you barely, dumb. You, get ba- you, get ba- you barely get half a squirt of cologne or perfume in Macy's in New York City. No one's going to have free cupcakes. You know what? I don't have a lot to say regarding Hallmark's depiction of New York in a lot of their movies, but they, this took it to another level. I'm sorry. But they, <laughs> they say a wistful goodbye to one another after their magical day shopping. And back at Anna's place, her sister just assumes, hey, can you babysit your two nieces uh, Sunday night? Because- on the 21st. It's important. Tw- it's got to be the 21st. On the 21st, because our restaurant's having a VIP party reservation that night. And you're not invited. I, I didn't even think of that. But I yes. didn't either. I did. I'm like, oh, I don't get, I don't get to come. I'm gonna, okay, you're gonna have this big fancy dinner, and I'm staying home. Oh man, <laughs> but it's here at home. Mark calls his mom, and by extension, his sister, because he she puts mm. the sister on the phone, mm. and sister's so excited to hear from him. But she's like shocked. Uh, uh, it's is weird. this my brother? It's weird exciting. It's almost like cute boys calling me for date excitement rather than <laughs> brothers calling me excited. It reminded me of the Folgers incest commercial. So do a lot oh. of cute boys do a lot of cute boys call you for a date and then you get excited, Anthony? I mean, that used to happen all the time, but I'm taking now, Tom. Gotcha. <laughs> uh but they agree to meet for lunch the next day, and lunches looks boring. Sister invites him to go ice skating with her husband and her sons. And he says, sure, but can I bring someone? Because he wants to bring Hannah. Anna. Not Hannah. Sorry, Hannah, for even associating you with this crappy (laughs) movie. But he wants to bring Anna because homework loves a good romantic ice skating scene. Absolutely. Well, and we need that so that so that his sister can see him with her and, you know, her mom can decide to invite his employee over for dinner. Sure. So that night, he pops by Anna's place unannounced to invite her, and this is where he gets his first gr- glimpse of Grandma's art, aka her art. And he's Grandma's blown. art. <laughs> he is a. This is your grandmother's art. It's mine. <laughs> I would die. He, he's he's blown away. He's blown. So he's blown good. away. This is good as my creative writing. And of course, she agrees to go ice skating with them. Especially, how could she turn him down because of the power imbalance with him being her boss? Especially when he says to her, I'm going to give you more business because now I'm spending Christmas with my family so I have more gifts to buy. So the guy skating. The sister takes a shine to Anna, holding her hand on the ice and they're just standing there. Whatever. It's weird. First time they met. Dude, whatever the... 
I hold all of Christine's employees' hands when we go ice skating <laughs> together. <laughs> and Mark teaches Anna to skate because, of course, he does. He's in the Hallmark movie, and there's always one sure. character on the ice who's like a newborn calf and can't stand. And then another shopping montage to shop for the rest of the family gifts together at which point i'm thinking what is anna's purpose because she can't even do this alone he's <laughs> holding her hand doing it and uh she okay and this is going to come back later while they're sharpening she sees what may be the crappiest looking necklace i've ever seen in my life but she remarks how beautiful it is dude that was like a, a ten dollar charm from alibaba if that well okay. probably more like a 50 cent alibaba what what did this necklace look like y'all it was a crappy palette with a paintbrush and fake gems that were supposed to be the paint the paint but you know looks like fake gold it doesn't look like real gold we can't take her opinion on art very seriously because we've seen her art but more importantly we saw this horrendous painting of her of of mark's family and his mother's house and she talked about how that was the last time our family, you know, posed together for this, for a painting. And it was awful. They look like, it It looked like the, their, the, the people in the painting, their family tree did not have nearly enough branches. <laughs> it looked like a cursed painting. Like when you die, a witch has cursed <laughs> <From> you. <friends. laughs> yeah, a witch has cursed you. You just end up in the painting for eternity. That's what. Oh my gosh. It was just so awful. And she's excited about this ugly necklace i i mean i there have to be some jewelry makers who would have had a decent looking palette necklace that they would have let you use but this looked awful this is like the kind of thing that a kid goes to the store and is really excited to get their elementary school art teacher and the art teacher <laughs> you know has to just grin and say oh thank you <laughs> well put a pin was... in that necklace because obviously it's going to come back oh he's obviously going to buy it for her because oh look i know what she wants now but before we get there, Mark's mom calls, and she and she, and she literally starts a conversation with, "I'll cut to the chase," and he thanks her for it. Your mom says, "I'll cut thank to the you. chase," and she's like, "Thank you." And it turns out she has no other purpose, but she wants a hot goss on Anna because the sister told her all about her. I and, said uh, the hot goss. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so of course, even though it's been not even a date it's just been an employee employer relationship she's like why do you come over for sunday night dinner and mark's like that's a great idea and anna's excited and accepts but when sunday rolls around like minutes before mark is going to pick her up marie her sister reminds her hey you have to babysit tonight and I can't cancel my restaurant thing because the mayor or someone's going to be there. And once again, you're not invited. <laughs> so, once again, you're not invited. Okay, I'll cancel my date with this beautiful man. Yeah. Oh, I brought all that stuff about the painting too early, didn't I? This part I loved. It was amazing, right? Like the most believable thing you could ever happen. She calls her her boss about going to his mom's house, you know, like normal thing they would do. And it's like, hey, sorry. Four days before Christmas, can't come spend it with you and your mom and your, for whatever reason, your family invited me because I have my nieces that I have to watch. And he's like, oh, well, just bring your nieces. It's fine. You've never met any of these people. I'm your boss. Just bring her. My mom likes kids. She can play now, with the boys. Now, mind you, they're not dating at this point. No. 
They're not dating. They haven't kissed. They haven't talked about dating in a, or going out to dinner in a romantic capacity. It is just employer and employee. It's absurd. If my boss invited me to a Christmas dinner with his family, I'd be like, holy, am I going to get whacked or something? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> but and so they're driving through this. So they decide to go and they're driving to this very well, no, no, modest. No. Oh. Before, before that, he's like, I got you a little something. Right. No, no. Before that, she's like, "How do I look?" Hmm. You're missing something. You're missing something. And he whips out. Not what <laughs> would have made this movie. Oh better. boy, keep that sentence going. <laughs> Don't stop there. Bad <laughs> word choice. <laughs> he whips out a jewelry box inside of which is that ugly, ugly, cheap, fake-looking necklace that we just talked about. And Anna is blown away. She loves it. She loves it. And he puts it on her, and they all drive out through a neighborhood that's actually pretty beautifully decorated with lights. Like everyone, and Hallmark doesn't. But it's on. really, it's really modest. It's like smaller houses until you get to his house, which is a huge like McMansion. Julia, sure. how many times have your boss bought you jewelry and then taken time to put it on you? Uh, zero times, and I'm married to who was my boss when I worked at Lowe's. So he oh, he never put jewelry in. Weird. Wait, is that how is that how you guys met? <laughs> well, he wasn't my direct boss, and I was just summer help. He was my mom's boss, actually. But yeah, he was a manager at Lowe's, and I was summer help, and I was a cashier. Oh, Marty! Nowadays, if you guys were together, he would have been me too for hitting on the young employee. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, we were six months apart. It's not like he's an old man, and I was like, this "No, no, I." I meant me. That's I, bad, cho robbing. bad choice of words. I meant me too for the power dynamic of hitting on him. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell him he was lucky. It was twenty years ago. Um. Anyway, they show up at the parents' mansion. And Anna, whose whole business is finding out what people want for Christmas, is so crappy at it. She, she straight up asks mom, what do you want for Christmas? Nothing. I have my whole family together. But we have this creepy, weird painting that looks like we were all products of years and years of incest. And it's the last time we had a family photo together is this ugly, ugly painting that I love. Yeah. And, and first of all, the painting is hilarious because... The last time they were painted as a family, and it's all because he never comes home for Christmas anymore. He was like 10 years old. Mom has really short mom hair. Like, it's a, dad has dark hair, <laughs> the white hair. Dad's an idiot, by the way. It's 2015 and he doesn't know how to use a camera. Okay. This isn't when digital cameras were first invented. Okay. Yeah. He's an idiot. He is an idiot. So, terrifying painting. It's cursed. <laughs> I feel really uncomfortable looking at it. <laughs> um, Although this may, the painting may have to be the picture for social media when we drop the episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the family loves Anna, and Anna feels so inspired by the visit. She's doing artwork the next day, and uh, Marie's Marie teases her. Oh, you like Mark? You're so inspired. Blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, though, you're an artist too. <laughs> meanwhile, Mark is up. A creek without a paddle with cerulean. <laughs> They're only giving him one last chance. So he puts on his thinking cap. Dumb man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He probably like <laughs> animimed it. <laughs> and he 
he decides to go harass Hannah's sister at her restaurant for mysterious reasons. Later, he surprises Anna by stopping by her apartment with the roses. And he tells her they make a good team. And she's so happy because, you know, it's a very romantic moment. They're mm-hmm. hitting it off. And that's when he says, guess what? Guess what? I talked to your sister. I got her to grab that Santa painting you're working on. And I turned it into an ad for Cerulean. And they loved it. And they loved it. Because... They essentially took out the list she painted to put a laptop in there instead. And that's the amazing ad he came up with. It looked really hokey. It looks stupid. <laughs> the whole movie's hokey. And Anna is furious about this betrayal. Yeah. She takes this very seriously. And then the she said she does her art for fun. Yeah, and I just painted that for business. fun. I do it for me. And he also calls her out here. And I I get her up to anger. I totally do. That's a gross invasion of her work and her privacy. But I get his thing too. Like, well, you want your art to be out there. You want to be a professional artist. And what do you mean you're just doing this for fun? Like, right. Anyway. Valid. They have a fight and he leaves. And we're treated to a montage of sadness. And <laughs> they both look miserable now. Because they're not talking or shopping just- together. You just kind of wanted to hear Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, you can mute this scene and play REM's Everybody Hurts and it would work just as well. But Anna decides to move out ASAP, which means she's packing on Christmas Eve, even though she no longer has a job. She's still going mm. for that apartment. Weird. She's pissed at Marie for helping Mark, conspiring with Mark. And then she gets really sad because she finds Mark's Christmas list. Mm. which says memories by mom for ideas just dumb so dumb i mean it's a good idea but yeah you write that right you write that down anyway dumb so, so dumb so dumb dumb anyway it's christmas morning now mind you this is christmas eve she found that list so put a pin in that it's christmas morning our hero and our heroine are spending christmas apart with their own families and anna Decides to disrespect her family by leaving short notice. To uh, I can't I can't call him. It's Christmas, can I? <laughs> and she decides to drive out to Long Island to see this dumb idiot she has somehow fallen for. This dumb idiot. <laughs> and you know we're supposed <laughs> to be overjoyed by this reunion, but the dramatic breakup wasn't even really dramatic so this reunion isn't like making me tug on the heart springs they just kiss and she decides to spend christmas with him and his family she brought gifts for everybody including a new family portrait that she somehow painted in 12 hours i take it she got after it she got after she it she did and, and it's still weird it still looks weird like somebody <laughs> took a photo of the cast and uploaded it into like a make my picture look old timey and blurry like app. <laughs> and that's what it did it kind of looked like the cullen family like a vampire clan children of the corn <laughs> i don't know they're just all really white and scary looking in this photo <laughs> and mark's parents love it but mm-hmm. mom makes a comment that would destroy most relationships nowadays especially when it's your first freaking date technically and she's like it's just missing one thing it's missing you Anna. you 
And he's like, you know what? It is. And I'm like, you were just her boss and you never You're had a freaking... too fast. Yeah. And they decide to kiss in front of this portrait with the whole family in the portrait staring out at them. And the end. It's over. <laughs> it's so abrupt. It is an abrupt ending. It's like the director was like, we got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> Which is funny because wrap this thing up. It was 84 minutes, 85 minutes. Yeah. It's not a long movie. Yeah. <laughs> Even if if you want, did you guys watch this on my Voodoo? Yes. Did oh, you I notice the credits? The oh, so you didn't watch through the credits. The credits are like sped up too. Like, are they really? Like you know, you watch on TV, they speed up the credits because they're about to yeah. advertise the next movie before showing it. Yeah, it's like yeah. that, except no advertisement for another movie, so the credits just go really super fast, which is funny. But anyway, that's funny. That's the twelve gifts of Christmas. Now. Let's talk some positives. This looked Christmassy. Hallmark doesn't usually fail with its atmosphere. Nope, nailed that. Nailed it. They nailed the Christmas atmosphere. The music choices were fine, as always. Sure. Atmosphere-wise, they failed on every level with New York City. This is this is exactly this was so obviously filmed in new york it looked just everything about it looked and felt like the big apple oh it, it had a linus moment technically he learned family's important yes technically it's a christmas movie there's no denying that before we really rank this movie you know talking through it it's lots of jokes and asides and everything which made the movie which made it way more fun than actually watching this movie <laughs> but compared to other hallmark movies we've covered slash you just watch on your own just in general where does it kind of fall like is it upper tier bottom tier mid tier like the acting and his character were so unbelievable that this has to be a bottom tier one for me i think it's bottom tier for me too it is better than every single candace cameron beret hallmark movie i've seen which is bottom tier it's nowhere near the royal ones we've covered which are top yeah tier. nowhere no, I would put that. The, I would put this firmly mid tier. I don't. I, I know I made fun of it. I don't hate it. Like, I don't love any Hallmark movie. Truly, uh, there's a few. What about the you? Royal, you the don't, royal yeah, ones. Yeah, like you love that one. Okay, scratch that. Most Hallmark movies I don't love. Yeah. This is fine enough if it came on TV at night to just Christmas atmosphere before I'm going to bed. It was fine enough when I watched it this morning at 6.30 with heavy snowfall outside. It put me right in the Christmas mood, so I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to pretend it's like a good movie. I would probably change the channel if this one was on. I'd be like, there's got to be something else better. Hmm. Interesting. But I think it's a lot of it's him, which I've also noticed next week also has Gronkowski in it. And oh, I'm is like, it him next week too? Yes, it's him again. Is it really? And I'm like, <laughs> what, what? Do you like him? Or maybe, and I was just like, maybe Anthony prefers this. Like, maybe he really likes Gronkowski. And that's fine. No, honestly, the Hallmark funny. actors for me are just as interchangeable as actresses. <laughs> so I did not realize that. But spoiler alert. Not to jump ahead to next week, I actually really do like next week's movie, even though he okay. also plays a huge business executive a for that big one. Big dumb animal. Oh, jeez. Okay, so how would you how would you rank this thing? I'm giving it three yellow snow cones. Two unfrosted cupcakes. 
I'm gonna do do six gifts of Christmas smack dab in the middle of the twelve. Oh, smack dab mid, in the middle, nice. Since it's mid tier movie, <laughs> but my bottom line thoughts on these two are, they were both idiots, and neither yeah. are my favorite Hallmark actor or actress. Same. And that's the twelve gifts of Christmas, and y'all, I have to say, I had way more fun talking about it with you guys than you made it much more enjoyable to for me. Oh yeah, I so preferred listening to you than watching it. So we did get some comments on this one on Facebook. Rebecca Watt wrote, oh, I really like this one. It's not going to win Academy Awards, but it's fun and gives me all the cute feels. I watched it on a rating Wednesday when my arm was broken doing a jigsaw puzzle, so I might be a little nostalgic. Oh, okay. All right. Alonzo Duraldi wrote, I think Katrina Law's best Hallmark movie is still Snow Bride. Okay. Uh, Dale Dimas wrote, as much as I love Christmas and have been portraying Santa since 2017, I was openly disdainful and left all the Hallmark movies to my wife. I don't recall why I let my guard down a couple seasons ago, but I do know from my wife that the quality has improved tremendously the last few years. I found many of them that I've actually really enjoyed. Um, I would say that's probably, he's probably saying this is not a high quality one since this is 2015. And I, yes. I'll agree with him. The quality has been upped a little bit the past few years because I think they yeah. have to compete with Netflix and HBO and all the other people doing this crap now. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas wrote a simple, I remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> that is a movie. They did make this film <laughs> and it did air on Hallmark. So, thank you for the feedback, everybody. Where can listeners leave feedback on this one or next week's movie we're going to cover or just anything we've covered or they want to see in the future? I mean, Linktree slash is a podcast is a great way to get to all of our social medias, one-stop shop. Um, Head there, and if you really want to engage, head to our Facebook group from that link. Um, That's where we get the most friends chiming in on stuff every week when we say this person chimed in and said it's probably from our Facebook group. So that's the most active place that also gets you conveniently to our Patreon site, which is for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to our entire uh, vault of content there. Some of the stuff's Christmas, some of the stuff's really old, lots of the stuff's really new. Um, Anthony and I do a fun thing that's a spinoff of the Ruined podcast, if you are not familiar uh, where we do Tis the Ruined, right? Tis the Ruined podcast. Tis the Ruined podcast, where Anthony walks me through a horror film I will never see, either because I'm not interested or it just looks way too scary. And we have the most fun doing that. Um, there's also a lot of friends that join us on our Patreon site that you might not hear in our main feed um, for whatever the heck we want to do. There's yeah, no requirement to stay in the Christmas space on our Patreon site. So Let's if that's something fun. you're interested in, check it out. I I am going to make a commitment now for our Patreon users that this year I am going to get Tom and Ron back to do Leprechaun 2, as I promised them two years ago before bailing. We don't them. believe you. I'm not doing that to myself again. I watched the entire abomination only for you to dox me. <laughs> Dox you. I publish I mean, only your for, address online no, everywhere. Only for you to ghost me. <laughs> it was so traumatic I can't even speak properly, Anthony. You know what's traumatic is the fact that Easter is before April Fool's Day this year. That's weird. 
What was I going to say about Patreon, too? Bonus. Oh, we will have something up for Easter, though. We will. We always do for Easter. And I'm committing now. So <laughs> next week, we are staying in the land of Hallmark. Gronkowski. Which I did not know when putting that on the list that we're staying in Gronkowski land. Uh, but we're staying in the Hallmark movie space for, to, you know, February still. We're covering With Love Christmas. So that'll be interesting. And then the week after that, we kick off TV month, starting with the Ted Christmas episode from Peacock. So, oh, jeez. Yes. So we have lots of good stuff coming for TV month. Ted, Reba, Buffy the Vampire Slayer with our good friend Jay Skipper, and the new Frasier. So, nice. Yeah. Good stuff coming up. Speaking of Jay Skipworth, I have a spinoff podcast with him called Change My Movie Mind. You can find that in the Filmstrip podcast feed. Tom has another podcast you can listen to once every two weeks. And I have another podcast called DC Unlimited if you're following all the DC news. We drop an episode almost every other two weeks as well. So check it out. Exciting stuff. Also exciting is the fact we have 7,440 hours into Christmas. That's 310 days. 44 weeks. Do your homework, y'all. Watch With Love Christmas, and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Hey, bye. Bye. Well, the snow outside keeps coming down. It's covering the trees. Lately seems like every day feels like Christmas Eve. Oh, meet me underneath the Won't you spend Christmas here with me? Now Frosty's got his magic hat And Rudolph has his shining nose But I've got you to keep me warm While they're stuck in the snow And I say, oh, oh, oh Meet me underneath the mistletoe trimmed and the stockings hung good feelings are all around then the kids keep looking in the fireplace to see if santa's coming down oh meet me underneath the mistletoe oh won't you spend christmas here with me yeah i say oh meet me underneath the mistletoe